Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Welcome back. Another month, Kicking Back with the Cooks. And rumor on the street, Coach, is I'm hearing that you have recruits committing, and I know we can't name names and talk too much about recruiting, but I'm hearing that recruits are committing because of what they're hearing on this podcast. Is that true? Well, I, I read in the newspaper, and I, get, I don't know if you can believe everything you read in the newspaper, but uh, there was a, uh, somebody mentioned that uh, they listened to the podcast, and that was one of the reasons they were interested in Nebraska and wanted to come here. So you just never know when you're making an impact. And, uh, yeah, so, Lauren, I guess you, you want a bonus or something? Is that what you're asking? I want a raise. I want a bonus. I want to be, I want a new title as the recruiting director. (laughs) Give me everything. Well, Well, some other breaking news that we haven't, I can't believe we haven't touched on this yet because it came out probably three episodes ago and we've gone through a couple, couple podcast episodes and haven't even talked about it, but Yellowstone is coming to an end. Can you believe uh that? Well, it's the last season. Will they finish it though? They already finished half of it. But there was a little controversy. But I hear now, I think it's going to be in the fall. They're going to finish finish the Yellowstone series. So what I heard is their Yellowstone, the show, is coming to an end. They're trying to wrap that up. And yeah. then they're going to immediately release a, I think they consider it a sequel. That's uh, a spinoff right after Yellowstone finishes. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of interested. I don't know how that's going to go. I, I like the prequels, the 1883, the 1923. Have you watched those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Those are good. I like those because it's leading up to what you know now. But I don't know how I feel about a a sequel. Well, we'll have to see. But Kevin Costner's going through a divorce, so that's probably why they're shutting the show down. No, I think the writers went on strike. Or not writers. Well, writers went on strike. I think actors are joining them. It's a whole – it's a mess in Hollywood. Yeah. So, anyway, but we, we got Yellowstone going on here every day, so it doesn't matter. I know. And speaking of you and Yellowstone and horses, some other big news. You've added a, we talked about Reggie, the new horse, and he was officially integrated into the, what do you call it? Herd? Herd. Pack? Herd. 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 Here's what I, first of all, I want to hear how that went. And then second of all, I want you to relate that to how, how it compares to adding freshmen to an existing team, because I feel like it's pretty similar. You always talk about, uh, the similarities between horses and volleyball. Oh, so we want to make a horse analogy for freshmen and a volleyball oh, team? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's how it works with horses. There's Bud and Reba. You add in Reggie. So you just can't – got to put them out in the pasture where they've got room. And so Reggie goes first, and then he gets used to the pasture. We walk him around. He's got to get a feel for everything. Then we put in Reba. And then him and Reba kind of like, oh, who are you? Who are you? Let's meet. And then, oh, let's start eating grass. And they're like eating grass, like literally the same grass blades I think they're eating because they're so, such good friends already. And then you throw in Bud. And Bud is like, whoa, wait a second. Who's this? This is my girl Reba. So Bud makes these noises and stomps and puts his ears back. Reggie goes, okay, dude, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to go eat. And then Bud chases after Reggie, and Reggie does a couple kicks at him and runs off and goes and eats. And then uh, 
day later, they're all buddies. They're all hanging out because, uh, you know, there's always a leader in the pack or in the herd, and Bud's established himself as a leader, and Reggie's okay with that. Um, but, you know, horses like to be with horses. And I think the analogy for freshmen coming in, same thing. They kind of check things out. Where do they fit in? How do they feel? Who's the leader here? And then they're all buddies. So it's Kumbaya at the Cook Ranch. <laughs> Kumbaya, it's, yeah. Kumbaya. Have, they love each other now. Okay, so now you don't have to worry about them. You can let them, do you still have to take them out in that order? We still do that uh, because you want, what, well, what happens is if something happens, you don't want to have Reggie coming in last. If you're coming through the gate and Bud decides, oh, I'm going to show him today, you don't want to be caught in the middle of that. So Reggie goes out first, so he's got room. He can go, go out in the pasture, and then the other two horses come in after that. So that's one safety precaution we're, we still are handling or your mother's handling now. Have you had any, back to your team, have you had any issues with some of the younger or newer faces coming in, uh, butting heads or, or you know, kicking and, and running from each other? We'll, we'll use that terminology uh, when they join the team. Do you, do you have any of that or have they gelled pretty uh, seamlessly? No, I think the freshmen are just like Reggie. Hey, yeah, whatever, let's go. I want to win. <laughs> I'm going to go start eating my grass. Let's go. I'm going to start balling. I, I want to play. So the freshmen don't care. I don't, I don't think much about that. They've, they've fit in really well, which means they're not really worried about that, and they're competing really hard. Obviously, Brazil helped that process. Uh, but these guys are kind of like Reggie. I, I really don't care. I just want to win. I love that. I love that attitude. Well, you brought up, uh, this is so funny, brought up some horse talk in your Big Ten, at Big Ten Media Days, which recently happened. We're recording post-Big Ten Media Days. Uh, you were there, they had you on for a live interview and it was a fantastic interview. I listened through the whole thing and uh, you were definitely the best. I only listened to day one interviews, but you were by far the best coach. I listened to some of the other coaches and they're just dry and boring and say the same to the, you know, we're working really hard, we're in the gym, we're, you know, we're hoping to have a really successful season and blah, 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 you know, the typical coach response to those questions. However, your interview, <laughs> you're talking about horses and being a cowboy and how this relates to volleyball. It was fun. It was spicy. I loved it. Well, uh, I want to hear how Big Ten media days went, but I also want to tell you a story. I have Madden with me. So Madden was watching the coverage uh, right next to me and uh, Lexi is her favorite player. I think because Lexi just always says hi to her and is probably about, Madden's almost as tall as Lexi now. <laughs> so uh, maybe Madden thinks that, you know, they're buddies, but she's always loved Lexi, Lexi Rodriguez. And uh, after watching Big Ten Media Days, I, we were talking to her and uh, I said, Madden, who's, you know, who's your favorite Husker? Is it still Lexi? And she says, no, Mama, it's Merritt. And I said, well, why do you like Merritt? She goes, I just love Merritt so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I don't know, she saw Merritt doing the interviews for Big Ten Media Days, and now she loves Merritt, and Merritt's her new favorite Husker. Uh-oh. Well, we better better make sure that doesn't crush Lexi. <laughs> All I know is, is Merritt has the most blisters after Big Ten Media Day. I came in at zero, Lexi had a few, and Merritt had the most. I think six. 
because they wear heels for that. So uh, it's a long day. I told them it's going to be a long day for you guys. Uh, so uh, she, she, th th those heels are probably, I don't know where they, 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 they she wasn't wearing them on the way back and on the plane. <laughs> she, you, hey, your feet need a break, but you have to look good. Yeah. So how, how did that all go? Was it better than last year? Uh, how, just tell us about the experience. Well, the Big Ten has gone all in on Big Ten Media Day, and they make it really special. You, you go downtown uh, to their headquarters for the Big Ten Network, uh, and it's a really cool building downtown. There's all these different floors, and you're just kind of running around to this office, to that office, to the studio. They're doing TikTok things, pictures. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom from 1 o'clock till I think we went till 6. 30 maybe, and, uh, and then we went to a, a place where they have uh, the Witt Hotel where they had a reception and dinner and like a little, the new commissioner got up and talked and great Grace, uh, who's been our Big Ten liaison, got up and talked and thanked everybody and you know took pictures and um, the coach's picture apparently, Jen from Ohio State was blocking me a little bit. I, I didn't think so in the picture. I was standing behind her, but she's already apologized for blocking my view a little bit. So uh, but anyway, it's, it's a wonderful event, and the Big Ten loves volleyball. They're committed to it. They love interviewing our players, and uh, they, they just compliment them all the time. And um, it's big time. So it's... Uh, and it should be. I mean, we're, we're going to have 20 of our 28 matches are televised this year. I think they're doing 100, and I may not have the number right, but maybe 140 or 50 or 60 total matches, the most ever. So the Big Ten is really, really committed to televising volleyball. And if you looked at our schedule, we're going to play two Sunday night matches at 6.30, which is going to be a whole new time for our fans and for our players. But again, I think they're trying to maximize coming off of NFL on Sundays and or, or or before the Sunday night football game, and so they're they're being creative on when they have matches. We're going to play Stanford on a Tuesday night, uh, which is not a typical volleyball night. But what else will be going on on that Tuesday night? So they're being really creative in trying to really promote volleyball and get some great time slots. And of course, you know, ABC is going to do the national championship match and and. Uh, ESPN, I think, is doing the semis, if I have all that right. Uh, uh, so anyway, it's getting big time. Do you know that 28 out of 28 of your matches are on the radio? To all 28 are on the radio. And Lauren, you already know, everybody watches it but listens to you and John Baylor. Everybody in Nebraska. It's the only way to do it. Cause, because then you get the insider information but you still get a picture of see you get to actually see what's going on and you know what outfit you're wearing and the girls jerseys and all the things yeah well the, the most comments i hear is first of all what a great job you do in explaining things and going through the match but they love the post-match questions so tell, <laughs> tell john baylor not to cut you off all the time well that's because <laughs> i put you in the hot seat no I one know. else will everyone else I mean, is too scared of you people love that love they mention it all the time well, sticking with uh, chatting about volleyball, in last month you hosted Dream Team Camp. Can you tell us how that went and um, just your overall assessment of, of another year of Dream Team Camp? 
Yeah, the dream, the dream Team camp has really become a big deal, um, but I'll, I'll share, it was the strongest Dream Team camp we've ever had. And, I, I, and Brent Wagner keeps that saying, well, you say that every year. Well, it, it's getting better and better every year. I mean, the talent level is increasing. That's why you're going to see so many great college volleyball teams, because the talent level is just exploding, and there's a lot of great players now. And, of course, they're getting spread out. To, to all the different programs. So uh, really, really impressed with the talent level. And here's the other thing that happened that I've never had this happen before after Dream Team, but almost every one of those Dream Team uh, campers that came to the camp uh, wrote a thank you note. And I thought, uh -huh. wow, I wonder, is this a new trend? Is this a new thing with this generation? But they all have the attitude of gratitude, which we're always trying to teach our players to have the attitude of gratitude. But my, my desk was just stacked with all these thank you cards. And, and then some of them even mentioned some of the things that we did in camp, how much they enjoyed it. And you know, we did a thing about positive self-talk and pointed that out to them. And several of them mentioned that. So um, pretty cool. And it just shows we're, we're building a great connection with those recruits. And, they're having a great time. If they're taking the time and their busy schedule to write a note, I think that is uh, pretty special and shows that they're loving camp and we're doing a really good job in that camp. That's really cool. Uh, something else that you did in July was you had some speaking engagements. And I, we've talked about kind of year round, you, you speak across the state, I guess not in season, but uh, out of season, you're you're traveling to different parts of the state and speaking to, to different groups of people. And I want you to tell the story about uh, the woman that came up to you in Minden, who brought you sourdough bread, and then about um, the name Madden, and just talk us through that story. Yeah, so I, I, one of my speaking stops, it was actually originally scheduled, it was for uh, the Bethany uh, home, which is a home, it's very interesting, it was built I don't know, maybe almost 100 years ago, uh, a home for older and retired people uh, uh, or people that maybe needed rehabbing. And so this Bethany home in Minden, Nebraska, has evolved. And, of course, uh, this was a fundraiser for it. We scheduled this during COVID. It took us all this time to get it rescheduled. And they have it in the only opera house between Chicago and Denver, which is in Minden, Nebraska. And this opera house, I believe, was built in 1901. It's beautiful. And they had an artist come in and do the ceiling. It has a, and you can look up at the ceiling, and it's got a train and the, and the, and the kind of the town view of Minden downtown. Uh, and we did, we did this. I did my presentation there on an opera stage. It was unbelievable environment, screen, sound. It was just for a speaker to give up and do a PowerPoint presentation. It was the ultimate. Uh, but the woman in charge kind of organizing all this, uh, and I, I don't know if I told you this, so I meet her and, of course, meet her daughters, and one of them's named Madden. So there's a first other Madden I've met. And then I meet her husband, who is, is a cattle rancher, so we start talking roping, rodeos, all those things, horses. So I said, hey, if, when I retire, can I get a job working for you? He said, great. Hire you in a second. Uh, but as, as when, they, when I was leaving, she had made a loaf of sourdough bread wrapped up in this cloth deal. 
gave us some other things from Minden. I think there was some jalapeno jelly in there uh, and just some other little treats here and there and different things from Minden. And it's just, this is what I'll say, Lauren. It's small town Nebraska. These people are great. They're so appreciative. And they're, you know, they're, they're so thoughtful on, on showing their appreciation. Just sort of, you know, thanking, thanking you and shaking your hand. Uh, just doing little things like that, it made it feel really special. And uh, so it was just a wonderful evening. I've never, I'd never been to Minden, but I, all, I know they're, do you know the nickname of the high school, the Minden, what they call them? No. The Whippets. It's got to be the best high school name or nickname or, uh, in, the, in America, the Minden Whippets. And that's how I knew about the town of Minden is because they're always called the Whippets. And we've had kids from that school come to camp, and I always make a big deal. Oh, the Whippets are here. So do <laughs> you even know what a Whippet is, Lauren? Is it a breed of dog? It's a breed of dog. It runs really fast. Probably your dog, Indy, may have some Whippet in it. Look at that. Answering your tr You didn't think I would be able to answer that. Uh, yeah, you did good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, to add to that, I made my first loaf of sourdough bread uh, about two weeks ago now. And I would like to brag because I actually got it done. Whereas when you tried to make sourdough bread, you couldn't even keep your starter alive. I know. You, you went on a sourdough bread kick during COVID. And I remember you were getting so frustrated with your sourdough starter and you ended up not being able to make bread because you couldn't keep it alive. So am I finally better at, than you at something? I think so. There's an art to it and you gotta, you gotta massage it and keep it going. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's, I, you, it, when, once you get it, it looks great. Jolene Emerson, our trainer, makes sourdough bread as well now. And it's just like out of the, you know, magazine, what it looks like when you guys bake it and, and make it. But the other thing they gave me, you know, they were cattle ranchers, and uh, they gave me some steaks and stuff, all in a little freezer thing that I got to bring back. So, of course, I don't have a grill, but <laughs> maybe we'll go down to Lindsay's and, and cook them up. There you go. Well, before we get to confession and lesson, Tell us about, we have two days coming up. I, by the time this airs, you may already have started two a days, but I just want to know what the schedule looks like this year. I know it's a little different every year. Are you doing, you know, two practices one day, one practice the next day, or have you totally softened up and you're just doing one a days now, but talk us through what kind of the next couple weeks look like before, or I guess leading up to the red white scrimmage and then that opening weekend of play. Yeah, well, I'll, this will be a confession and a lesson right here. You know, what's frustrating for me is, as a coach is we start on August 8th. Football plays a week after us. They, they started last Monday, which was August 1st uh, or July 31st. So our window, I'm, I'm sharing that because, one, I think it's ridiculous, and soccer's in the same thing we are. Football gets us all this time, plus they get to practice with the coaches in the summer eight hours a week or, or whatever it is. Uh, so we have this window we just get crammed into, and we basically have two weeks and we're playing. So it's, it's hard, and you gotta, as a coach, you've got to really try to balance it that you don't do too much with them, but you've got to also try to do a lot with them. So there's always the balance of that, and I just feel like it goes so fast, and, and 
we've run out of time and we really don't get the proper time, I think, to really prepare a team to play high level. So that's why weekend one in college volleyball is always pretty wild. Uh, but we are meeting, um, actually, Lauren, you don't know this, but uh, we're going um, to Casa Bavina, which is a, a really good restaurant in Lincoln, really high end, and it's, they serve Piedmontese beef there. And we're going to do a promotion for uh, the beef council, beef industry, with our team there. They're, they're hosting us out there, and, and so we're, it'll be on social media and stuff. You guys can follow it. Uh, it's all approved, so you know, we'll just get that out of the way so Nick doesn't have to edit this out. Uh, and but so that's something we're going to do and take them to a really nice area. So that's going to kind of start off, and then the next day we have meetings and so on and get organized. And then you know you know the routine. Everybody comes in, the compliance people, the nutrition people. Everybody comes in and kind of just says, "Hey, here's the plan. Here's what we're doing." So we just get everybody organized, uh, and then we we start training. And of course, those are long days. They're two a days. Practice in the morning, practice in the afternoon, then meeting and video at night. And um, so we're, it's, it's a grind for two weeks. And then um, uh, we're going to do um, the Rococo Theater on August 12th. We're doing the Nebraska Greats. And Jordan and Kelsey and Justine are all coming back. And that they're having a big event that night to celebrate volleyball, kind of a, as, a, as a precursor to the Nebraska Volleyball Day in the stadium. So we'll, go, we'll take the team to that. And then um, we've got the red-white game where we're going to do a meet and greet in the morning, which will be two hours of signing autographs. Uh, so um, that'll be our fan day or whatever. And uh, like I said, it goes really fast. It's really busy. And then the next thing you know, we start school and we're playing matches. And if fans who are listening to this want autographs, they need to come I believe it's on the 19th is when the red-white scrimmage is, but they need to come that morning because that's the only time you'll, you and the team will be signing autographs this season, correct? That's correct. That's where we've got to get it done in one shot because uh, we have, we just don't have the time after matches anymore to do it. So this is our one shot to do it. And I think our people are making something for us to sign. I think we'll unveil our posters, but there'll be handouts at that. And, uh, uh, again, I don't, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Lauren, it'll be after the red-white game, I think. So it'll be after the red-white game that we sign. So, so yeah, ask Lindsay all those questions. I, I may be mixing it up here. But anyway, we're, we could <laughs> be signing with 8,000 people, so it's a pretty big deal. And um, uh, that's, uh, like I said, it goes really fast and it's busy. And um, so anyway, that's the, that's the plan. Confession and lesson. Okay, you already told me what my confession was. I just gave you the confession and lesson was football. You have another football gets more time than we do. Oh, let the yeah. confession is uh, I'm actually tonight, uh, I was asked to go speak to the football team. So I've put together a PowerPoint. I'm going to have those guys going through the roof. So uh, I'm pretty fired up. I put together a PowerPoint for them. I'm going to go share some things and... Um, Anyway, I'm honored to be able to do it, and Coach Rule asked me to speak to the team, and, and so i got some cool stuff I'm going to share with them. Well, if you're chatting with the football team, they'll be winning a national championship <laughs> by the end of the season. 
Yeah, I, <clears throat> I just I hope I, I can get him one yard better. But uh, we'll have fun, and uh, that'll be an honor to do that. Coach Rule and his staff is great. They're, they got an awesome vibe around their program, and, and uh, a lot of those guys really love football. I peeked my head in the other day at practice. Some of them, and you're not, they don't want anybody in practice, and a couple of guys already started coming over talking. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're living your best life in that football bubble. Yeah, but Lauren, you heard about the, the little incident over breakfast. Did you see that no. with Lauren Stiverns' tweet? No, tell us. Tell so, us more. Yeah, this is a, this is a, so football kind of went on, finished. The training table's been open for the athletes. It closed, I, I'm going to say, July 25th or something like that. And so football then had catered meals brought in. Well, we just gave our players money uh, because training tables closed. Well, Lauren Stiverns, the first day, they're all at the landing, which you know, and here's football's got this catered meal, and she sends a picture out. Uh, hey, what's up, what's up with volleyball? Because we're all working out together at the same time, and why doesn't volleyball get breakfast? Well, they got money, but uh, we have a little bit different rules, so we weren't sure we could even do that, so it's never happened, as you know. And usually you know training table hasn't even been open in the summer so this is like really new and it was great i ate there several times this summer for breakfast at the training table and it's awesome they do a great job and we're lucky to have that uh, for the athletes in the summer that are training here uh so anyway lauren t tweets this thing out like so next day we get it all worked out and then we get we get something for our players, but the next day, you know, they're having breakfast with Coach Rule, <laughs> so so that that was a big hit and really cool deal by him, and it just shows you the, I think the the most important thing in that was, uh, it just shows you the camaraderie that we have with the athletes and the coaches here in in, in sports, especially between volleyball and football, and we've always tried to have that, but that was pretty cool, and I also noticed he was tweeting out some pictures, you know with the guns out uh, in the stadium. He was down there when our players were working out in the stadium, and he must have been down there and sent some pictures out. So we've had a lot of fun. As you remember, I took him to the rodeo, and, and, um, and so now I get a good chance get to spend some time with him tonight. Not only is it Kumbaya at the Cook Ranch, but it's Kumbaya in the UNL <laughs> Athletic Department. <laughs> yeah, well, it should be that way. It's, that's what makes it fun. And, and we're all here to help support each other. And, and, uh, but it, it's like that, and uh, we really enjoy it. Well, my confession is we are in the middle of potty training. So if anyone has any tips, tricks, <laughs> advice, please reach out to me via Twitter and let me know because I will take any and all information that uh, moms or dads have for me. And, uh, Coach Cook, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember potty training me? I do not. You probably okay. just, we were told you to do it and you did it. <laughs> or, or mom did it. Yeah, yeah. I do not remember that. But do your hands up. Do you I, remember I, potty think, I think Madden will be fine. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. And then my lesson, and this is related to Yellowstone since it's coming to an end, but the brand isn't something you earn. It is something you live up to. And I think that also applies um, to your team in this season and just living up to the Nebraska volleyball standard. Yeah, there's some great lines in, in that Yellowstone series. And uh, so that, that's a good one, Lauren. What hat are you wearing? 
This is my uh, Teton Cabins hat, but it's actually Diamond Cross. Oh. Diamond Cross Ranch. They opened Teton Canyons or Cabins, so now you can stay uh, on site at Diamond Cross. You stay in the. They're called the Teton Cap Cabins. Yeah. So let's talk about the Teton Cabins and the and the Diamond Cross Ranch. First of all, you worked weddings there, which is cool, but. A lot of times when I'm I've sent several people this book, Think Like a Horse by Grant Golliger, who's the head cowboy and owns the Diamond Cross Ranch. He wrote a great book because he works with uh, executives from IBM or Google or Apple will come in and, at the ranch and they actually teach leadership by working with horses. So one of my dreams is to go up there and actually work with him and, and, and work with people and working with horses. So uh, it's a great book. Everybody I've sent it to or recommended it to loves it, says it's changed their life. So we'll give him a little uh, plug on the job that he's done. But again, here's another lo lot of lessons you can learn from a cowboy. Oh, yeah. They, so now they've opened it up. You can do, you don't have to do a retreat like what execs or big time Fortune 500 companies do, you can do a one-day cattle drive, or you can do a half-day private lesson with Grant or with one of the cowboys there. So they've opened up, they've opened up these cabins, they've opened up uh, riding lessons, you can go for a trail ride, you can go for a cattle drive. So they're trying to, to do more to allow, the, I guess, the average person because uh, before it was just, you would see celebrities out there or you would see big time you know, CEOs, execs, pro coaches who are out there, um, but now they're trying to open it up to the public. Yeah, it's great. I told you, people have a love affair with horses right now. It's booming, and, uh, you know, in October, they're going to have a three-day. You just, they're basically going to try to make you a cowboy in three days, teach you how to ride, rope, the whole thing. So you can't do it in three days, but they're going to give you a good swing at it, and... Uh, you know, as I've said on these other ones, roping is really hard and a lot of things have to go right to rope a steer, but the idea of them doing a three-day camp is pretty cool. So I, I'm sure it'll sell out and, and uh, those people will have a, heart, a, a really great time. They'll be sore and they'll learn a lot. Who, who will be the interim head coach while you're out doing that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm already, I'd be ahead of the, I'd be able to go in and teach that. I, I mean, I, I feel really good about roping and how to teach it and how to do it. Now, you just got to do the reps over and over to get really good at it. But I've been around some really good ropers and teachers and, and have really learned a lot. And uh, just last week, I got to rope with A.J. Fuchs, who's a professional horse trainer in Stevensonville, Texas. And just, I mean, he, he just, he made me better in an hour, just by coaching me and I loved it because he was riding my butt the whole time. So it was great. Uh, but being around those people, you really learn a lot. This is, this is like the happiest, most stress-free version of you I've seen leading up to preseason. So the horse world is doing something for you. Hey, horses feel your stress. So I'm, I'm learning how to, you gotta feel your energy. So Lauren, Lauren my goal is to get be accused of believing in a player too much this year. You can think love about it. that one. Love, I love it when you set goals for yourself. Well, a big thank you to all of our listeners. Coach Cook, thank you for your time. 
Cole Hartman, thank you for helping us produce this one. And we will see you all again next month, which means we will be in our in-season mode. Volleyball will be in full swing, and I'm counting down the days. I cannot wait. Uh, Coach Cook, thanks again. And as always, go Big Red.